Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? So I am so excited to chat today. Um, As I mentioned before, we are chatting all things understanding your competitor, rebranding, and the impact of story and how to really create impact with your story. So as we dive in, Jenny, I would love for you just to give a little bit of spill about who you are, your amazing expertise and how you lead and what kind of brought us together today. Um, hi guys, my name is Jenny Nuccio. Um, I am the founder of Umani Collective. So that is a originally started as a nonprofit, a socioeconomic women empowerment program, which we still are today. And we've switched over the years and, and what we'll talk about of knowing our competitor and storytelling um, to one of the leading ethical impact brands in home decor um, in the States and globally. So we started with, I started with 16 women a decade ago. And um, most of the time I'm in Kenya right now, I'm traveling with my family, but my family and I live in Kenya. And yeah, now we have a, a little over 110 artisans in Kenya and we love, I love everything I get to do. So yeah, your story is so cool. And the fact that like, I don't, you just, you, you, it, you make it feel so easy. You're just like, yeah, I live in Kenya with my family. <laughs> no big deal. So what brought you into this, into this space? I mean, into this space of, you know, um, the nourishment and care of, of the incredible organizations and the women that you get to work with. And, and we're going to get into like how that led into all of the other amazing stuff but I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think in any social entrepreneur's life, who's really looking at doing impact with their business, it doesn't necessarily start with a business. It starts with their purpose and the people that they're just aligned with. And I always encourage people, even from the beginning, when they start to radically listen to the community that they want to go into, because we can't always assume, um, that we need or that we need to be there, right? That there's an actual need there and we need to listen to the community first. And so I think that's really where it rooted from is I had started traveling to Kenya in 2009 and I worked with a school there and I helped develop, I was in the nonprofit sector and helped develop their child sponsorship programs and all of this. And what I saw is this major gap of, okay, well, um, these kids are being sponsored, but still some are getting sent home and, um, I'm not understanding why. So as I was going and I was visiting, doing home visits and visiting these houses, I was seeing it was coming from these single widowed disadvantaged women homes. And these women became truly my best friends and my family. So I continue to go there every year. And my trips just got longer until I moved (laughs) and lived in the village with them. And I realized that they never had the opportunity for education and they never had the opportunity, um, to even set foot inside of a classroom and to be and the opportunity to learn and to grow and be businesswomen themselves. And so that's where it started. And it started asking, okay, well, how can I come alongside to start that opportunity for them? And then 
started as a nonprofit, like I said, and then we made it into a marketplace and that's where we are today. So started with relationships and friends and developed into, um, a business, um, of empowerment. Oh, I, I love, I love that, um, that trajectory because it really does go back to this idea of when you have a clear vision of the impact that you want to make and the legacy that you want to leave and the the people that you want to serve and support and really the lives that you want to change. It's not easy, but things do tend to, I don't want to say fall into place, but they, they tend to kind of create the path that then you, you walk on. It's kind of like you become a vessel for this thing that is greater than you are. And then you get to just be that conduit that um, makes it all happen. And um, I think that that really lends to the idea of, you know, impact and the, and the, and the, the power of story and the impact that, that story can have. And I know that we talk a lot about this inside shine of just, you know, a lot of leaders come to me because they're wanting more impact. They're wanting more exposure. They're wanting more brand recognition. They're wanting more influence. And it's not to be famous or to have more followers, but it's, it's so they can really serve out their vision to a greater capacity. And so I would love for you to kind of share how that journey has been for you and, you know, tapping more into your, your message and your story and how that leads to greater impact for yourself and for the women that you serve. Yeah. You know, when I first started, I concentrated so much on that story. Um, and my big, my big turning point was we got accepted and went to the New York now wholesale show in 2016. And so I was like, how are we going to make this a business? How are we going to pivot? And I knew that in the end, like there's a saying that I always push up against where they say people over profit. It's very much in the nonprofit world. And I said that, and although I agree that people are important, um, I built the school of ethical impacts recently in the last year to teach social entrepreneurs that it's not just about people. It's about profit. It's about partnerships. It's about planet. It's all these different keys that we're looking at to create sustainability. And so I would share that all the time of like, people, people, people. And what I realized when I went to this show is I'd been sharing so much of my women's story, which is still beautiful. And we make amazing impact, but I wasn't paying attention to the profit or the product or what I was bringing in to create that sustainability for them. And if there isn't, we can't ignore that side of a business of a social impact business, because if there isn't that, then there's no impact and there's no help with the people. Right. And so, um, I think as a social entrepreneur, we get so caught up in our purpose and our impact, which is a beautiful place to be. That's our drive. That's what gets us up in the morning. Um, and as an entrepreneur, you have your people that you're serving. That's what gets you up in the morning. But we also have to remember that there is a bottom line. And if we can't make that and be successful in that, um, then we fail ourselves and we fail our community. And so I think the storytelling really switched when I went to this New York show and I was there and I, we were bright colors at that time, Imani Collective. We still had Kitenge. We still looked very African and Kenyan, um, which is nothing wrong with that because you can do that really well. But I realized that wasn't our market and that wasn't our, those weren't the competitors around me. And as I walked around and starting, we were in the global handmade section and I started asking questions and I said, and I was asking them where their stuff was made and kind of how long they've been in this journey I realized that we still had a very unique position point where we were on the ground actually making the impact versus just purchasing from a cooperative. So we still had this like unique story of being on the ground and knowing those innate transformational stories, but our product just wasn't competitive enough. It was like 
I, I like to call my pity purchases. Like people love the story and they're like, yes, I want to buy from you because I really like you and I like your story, but I have no idea where this is going to fit in my store. Or, you know, it's just like a one-time gift. And what we wanted, of course, was returning customers and a creative model that worked. And so, yeah, so we were like, okay, this is the point we need to, how are we going to be competitive? So our impact will last. And that's where we decided to completely rebrand to who we are today, Money Collective, which is this more modern, chic, and focused on the modern mom and um, who we are today, which has been, it was a hard shift for my heart because I, at first I was like, if we're not bright and we're not this Katenge, we don't look Kenyan, like how, like we're losing our roots and our identity. But the reality is, is our impact has been so much greater because we did that shift and we became, and we started taking steps to the to sustainability. And we grew like at that time, I only had 22 women on my team. And so now we have over, you know, over a hundred. And so it's, it's just trusting your gut and those instincts, but also knowing, um, yeah, we're all driven by purpose, but we do have to pay attention to, to how we're creating that sustainable line. There's so much good stuff there. I mean, and I love what you say about the profitability, because if you're in a business, like in order for a business to be a business, it has to make a profit. That's just, that's what being in business is. And if you have shame around that, then you need to go figure all that out first <laughs> before you try to start a business. Because if you don't, your business is going to fail because you have shame around making money and making a profit. And then you're going to actually limit yourself from really growing and scaling a business. Um, and I think that that's a lot of, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people kind of come through with that of like, I want to create this thing, but then, you know, I'm not really focused on profit. I'm focused on all of these other things. And so I love that, that you, you had to learn that through your own journey and that you're able to just very unapologetically just say that now, because it's, it's true. And I loved what you also said just about the changes that you made and, you know, you really having the, the confidence and the courage to you know, look around. And I want to talk about the competitor base a little bit because you really used it in your advantage. You used the competitive marketplace and really kind of paying attention to your competitors as a way to really niche down, I think was, was probably just more of your branding. So you could really attract to your ideal customer. Um, but that takes confidence. And I would love for you to chat a little bit about the fact that, you know, the way that I see you today and how you run your business is that you know that you are really good at what you do. You may not have all the answers and it may not be perfect. And you know that there's always a level up and you know that this is just the beginning for you. And there's like, you're limitless to where you want to go and the impact that you want to create on a global scale. But you have the confidence to say like, where I am today and what I've done so far, like I'm pretty awesome at what I do. You know, I may have some pieces that like I want to scale and grow, but I, but I have this. So what I just heard you say that I would think a lot of that confidence came from you just taking action and you testing things out and you trying things out and you, you know, you, you, you completely pivoted and changed the trajectory of your brand. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about the confidence piece and then how that then relayed into you being able to confidently, um, start to watch and understand your competitors, but not in a way that actually kept you from growing, not in this comparison way or this way that actually stagnated you, but in a way that actually propelled you. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Yeah, that's all really good. I think for me, it's confidence comes with starting um, to understand that being transparent and vulnerable isn't being weak. And I think that's where my leadership stems from. And that's also where I think is my strength and confidence is it's like, I haven't done it right. I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm tell that in the school of ethical impact and to our students that I teach and, and coaches, like it's the same thing. It's like, I wanted to create that platform because I, I don't want you to make those same mistakes. And I want you to know you're not alone. This is, which is exactly what you do in shine, right? It's like, we've all in this together, like here's some practical tools to walk with and let's do this. And so that's the first thing I did is like, okay, let's just admit, um, kind of things we made mistakes, but let's learn and pivot into that. And I also knew I couldn't do it alone anymore. And so my biggest change is realizing, um, you know, we talk a lot about this in shine too, but like where your ROI is and like, what do you need to invest on and, or like put into, um, and it might be scary right now because you don't necessarily know where that money is, or you don't necessarily know the risk of it, but what time does that give back to you or what extra talent do you need? And so at that time I was noticing my competitors. I knew I wanted to be an affordable ethical brand, but I also knew that I wanted to be in, I wanted to be a household name. Like I was like, people should know Imani Collective. In fact, they should just look at it and know that's Imani Collective. And that's, that's what's happened, which is really cool. People, you know, text me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're in this random store in the middle of Arizona. Like, you know, it's so it's like, yeah, like you should just see it from afar and know that that's our brand and know that when you turn the product, you see the woman's name and it just like totally connects and resonates with you. But that I did not do alone. It's always been a team. It started with our artisans who just like completely believed in me, even when I was face first in the dirt. And they just continued to have that hope that we were creating something really beautiful. Um, but then also my, my partner now Haley, um, she's our lead designer and she's, she's the, the mind, the brain behind our brands. Like I completely trusted her in our rebrand and said, okay, I'm handing this over to you for you to do something. Cause I do not have a design background. I do not have a business background. My background is leadership development, um, which I've definitely utilized. But at that point, people are like, did you know, like, did you know how to design? I'm like, no, I'm making this all up and I'm learning with my women as we go. But that's not going to stop me because I had basic sewing skills for my grandma and that's what I was going to do. And that's what I was going to teach at that time. Um, 
but having Haley be able to like bounce those ideas off and those struggles with and the opportunity when you're not doing it alone anymore, there's, there's also that just confidence that grows within you because again, you're just, you have someone walking the path with you. So I think even though I've been leading the ship and doing that and I'm the vision caster and people, my team has to ground me because I'm like 10 years in the future already. Um, she's the one that completely rebranded in trend forecast and knows what's, what's happening there. I live, I say, I live under a rock in Kenya and I'm like, what's going on. I'm glad you're there and you know what's happening. Um, and so we were both at that time too young moms. So we wanted to, we're like, who is our ideal customer, right. And our, our avatar and, and as, and, and what do we want in our lives? And so that's kind of where Monty collective rooted from as well as it was like, we wanted something that we could give to our kids that we could storytell and teach them, but also that it aesthetically was pleasing in our homes. And, and so that's where we, you know, we kind of created, but I think to go back to your original question of just like confidence and not comparing yourself is like, everyone is on their own journey. Right. And so it's even interesting now, the social impact brands that I looked up to that were now, and I still look up to them, but we're on the same playing field. Right. It's like, now that I know those founders and we're on a deeper level, it's like, whoa, when I looked up to them, I had no, and I felt like I was three steps back. I had no idea their struggle and what they were going through. So like, yes, we can look on Instagram and yes, we can look at this brand, but they're still going through their own business um, decisions and opportunities and all of that as well. And we just cannot compare ourselves. We have to stay in our lane and realize what is our unique um, our unique factor here. And so I knew, I knew our unique factor of course was with our stories of our women. But I just also just wanted people to be completely blown away that coming from Kenya, we could create consistency. We could create quality and we could create high end products because that was what I kept going after four days of being that show. I only had four orders. So if you guys have ever been in a wholesale show, that is, a, that was a, still to this day, the biggest financial fail of Amani collective. And but what I learned and I kept hearing from these buyers is like, oh, well, they would just like completely just excess out because they're like, well, you're in, you're in Africa, you're doing that. And so they would stigmatize us and put us in this box of saying, oh, well, I know you're not going to be on time. You definitely are going to create consistency and your quality is going to be shot. And so from that point, I was like, watch us, like, what can we do to rebrand and show you that you're going to be surprised when you find out that we're made in Kenya and you're, we're going to like blow your socks off, right? That we are going to do all of those things. And so that's what we've continued to do. And it's been a kind of a, a beautiful growing point of partnering with these larger brands who would never consider partnering with Kenya, but have trusted us in that relationship. So good, Jenny. And I just, I love, and I know we talk about this in Shine all the time, that it's like, we have so many incredible leaders and experts and entrepreneurs and people that are just they really are some of the best in their industry. It's just that they know that more people should know who they are. <laughs> like more people should know about my work. More people should know about my impact. More, more people should know about what we do in this world and what we create. And it's like, I am freaking badass at what I do. More people just need to know what that is. And I do think that that all starts with, you know, that impact piece and that ability to keep moving forward with that. And I loved what you said about your competitors and kind of, it's like, once you really got to know them and understand them, it was like, oh, wait, we're really not that different. And I'm not really as far off the base in the mark that I thought that I was. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit more about the, um, the idea of exposure and 
brand recognition and the importance of, of really getting your voice out and your message out and what you do to the world. Because, and I know that we talk about this as well, but it's like strategy is great and, and tactile, you know, tactiles, tactician kind of stuff and the doing and making the list and checking out the box. All of that is great, but it's only going to get you so far. And with any leader, any business owner, any entrepreneur, any expert, you know this, that you will be able to get yourself to a certain place. But then if you don't have that influence piece, if you don't have that exposure piece, if you don't have a network of really strong, influential leaders around you and experts, and not even that they have to be in your same industry, but just other high-end leaders, proven leaders around you to really support where you're trying to go, that's where you start to hit the wall. And it doesn't mean, and I, you know, I say this all the time, there could be someone that, you know, is in your competitive marketplace. And it doesn't mean that they have a better product than you. It doesn't mean that they have a better service than you. It doesn't mean that they have a better brand message or vision than you. It's just that more of their ideal customer knows who they are. And so that's always kind of the thing that is missing. So for you, when it comes to exposure and getting your brand and your message out there, whether it's media, whether it's um, collaborations, whether it's partnerships, whether it's networking, what has really worked the best for you so far? And and what are your goals and where do you want to go from here? Whether it's partnerships, whether it's networking, what has really worked the best for you so far? And, and what are your goals and where do you want to go from here? Yeah. So I think when we first start, when we first pivoted, um, one thing that we did in just recognition was getting brand ambassadors around us, but more so we knew that we needed in order for people to relate to us and to put us in their home, we needed tons of assets uh, like photography. And we knew that we didn't have the budget for it. Um, I have given my team such a small marketing budget until last year, like literally $0 and they hated me, not hated me, uh, but they were like, what do we do with this? So they got really creative. And we did a lot of brand ambassador work and, and just got tons of beautiful photography from that. And from 2000, um, yeah, from 2017 to just shy of October last year of 2020, um, I, we grew our brands, um, over 20,000 Instagram followers organically. And so like, I just attest to the community out there. It takes a lot of work, but like, that's what helped us. It was getting out there doing like collaborating with brands that we felt like were in that kid space. We're with moms. Like how could we do not an overwhelming amount of giveaways, but very strategic in that, in, in that space where people were following us. And so, and we saw that as we grew our conversions, um, we have a pretty high conversion rate on Instagram. So we are like, we really want to focus on that. And that's where we're going to grow from then. We finally, I finally put in some ad dollars in and within the last six months, we've grown from 20 to over 30,000 followers. So obviously ads do work and we're seeing that grow and that's converting faster. And my team is much happier with me. Um, so that's happening on the other side for me though. Um, you know, I, a lot of people gravitate towards my story of being the founder and, of it started with these relationships and I'm not much like you do not see my face a lot on the Amani Collective platform. And so we're starting to change that a little bit of just like Founder Fridays for people understanding that because the way we grew Amani and the way we were as a social enterprise and how we went even from a nonprofit to a hybrid in this very unique model, like I want to be completely transparent about that. And there's a lot of brands that aren't. And I want to I be a teacher in that and a coach people and allow them to come alongside us of like, hey, like 
this isn't secret and it shouldn't be secret. Like we should be sharing information. And so that's really in the last year have been growing in that as a thought leader and expert in social ethical enterprises and growing that and igniting impact. And so for for me as a thought leader, there's a lot of growth that I see in three years, which will naturally bring back into the brands that I that I've started and developed, like Imani Collective. So our hope is to leverage me in a different way as the founder and now change that story a bit. You know, it was focused on the artisan and it still is within our brand of like your purchase empowers a human. And we will continue to do publication outreach, do our blogs and all of that that we continue to do. But what does it look like now as we've developed our brand, as we've created sustainability in this model that works um, for me to be kind of that that front, as you're saying, in this other in these other networks and these other other places and bringing in different. Um, yeah, different influences. And so looking at a very kind of robust next year of just like, how are we hopping onto podcasts? How are we getting into different publications? How am I now um, speaking? And I have, um, spoiler alert, alert, in the last year, I've been working on a book. So we'll have a book coming out next year. And so what does that look like to really leverage me as the founder now moving forward so that those brands can grow that way too? Oh, I love that. And you, you're, you're speaking all the things, like all, all everything, you know, um, getting published, getting on podcast, speaking on stages, like this, this is the next step. Once you have laid the foundation, once that you, you know, you know, you're a leader, you're a proven leader, that is the next step for, you know, that, that massive scalability and that massive level of growth. Um, I also want to talk about community for a little while, because I know that, you know, you get to see both sides of it, which is also really fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that everyone needs community. I'm also a believer that every, everyone needs a coach and everyone needs a community. I'm just, no matter who you are, what level you're at, I'm, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and you've gotten to see both sides of that. You know what it's like to lead a community and you know what it's like to be a part of a community. So I would love for you to share a little bit about the impact that community has made on you and then even really your time and shine and what you've been able to take away and how it's been able to help you really leverage the goals of impact that you've been, you know, that you've been reaching for and more of that brand recognition. And how does it allow you even just hearing different perspectives from communities or strategists or other advisors or experts, how does that help you think differently and a little bit more outside the box? Because I think the other thing that is key and vital is that a lot of times where I think people miss the mark is that they, all they're focused on is their industry. And it's like, what are the competitors in my industry doing? Or what are the experts in my industry say? Or what are the, the tastemakers or the leaders in my, what are they doing? When really, I think that you can learn so much from people who are not even in your industry. Like whenever I want to refresh my marketing, I will always look at like, what is Taylor Swift doing to like launch her new album? <laughs> like what is Pink doing to launch her new tour? I'm not a musician. I will never have an album that comes out, but they are incredible marketers. And so I know I'm like, there's always something that I can learn differently, or maybe just seeing how somebody in a completely different world is doing something is going to make that light bulb go off for me. So I would love to hear kind of your take on that. If you've had those experiences and what it's been like for you. Yeah, I would say that first for just like being in a community, like I said, starting with radically listening in those relationships. Um, Kenya is home for me. And so it's always interesting and fun to be 
in my home country on the road um, right now. Um, but I still desperately, my heart is always in Kenya and has been the last 12 years. And so um, that community alone, like I think I learned, I learned the value of community from my Kenyan brothers and sisters. Like the, the, we live in a society of instant gratification and task over relationship and we're going, going, going. And there are times in our life that yes, we need to value the task and we need to work hard and we need to push, push that agenda. But when we get so caught up in that, sometimes that we forget the relationships of it. Yeah. Like that is the heart of community of just like sitting and listening and growing and not being so immersed in, in all that we're doing. Right. And I think you can see that in shine and you can see that when you're in different, different groups as well. And so that's what I've learned from my, from my community in Kenya is like, okay, when, when I truly, when I wanted, there's been many times, um, and I think in any entrepreneur's life where you just like want to shut the door, like they have come alongside me and reminded me of how far I've come. Cause I forget, I think we forget to reflect, right. And we forget to realize how much we've grown, even in the struggle of scaling and growing, continuing, like we'll always have more goals. So I think sometimes we just have to remember to reflect and communities remind you how to do that. They also like, I think the, the beauty is you realize, um, how you do realize how far you've come because not only are you learning from people, but you're also getting to like come alongside other people who may be a couple steps behind you. And so that's what I love about coming together in a group is no matter what industry you're from, like we all, like you're saying, we all have different networks. And I think jumping into shine and being a part of this community and group, that's what I've learned. Like a lot of the women are in different, many different fields than I am. And as I jump into small groups and I'm hearing from, you know, so salon owners who like have multiple <laughs> businesses, you know, or I'm learning from, you know, just tons of different fields. It's, it's so interesting. It comes to the same, the same practices of like, how are we running our business and doing it well and leading well and being an example for all of just, um, again, this, this leader that, that comes with respect and integrity and we serve others and ourselves. And so I think we can just all learn a lot from each other. Um, and I like how you said, like, to not just look into your competitors, because I think what we learned the most is when we did decide to rebrand, we weren't looking at other social impact businesses exactly. We knew what they were doing and we knew their impact and how they were making their impact work. But we were looking at like, well, how can we be like a wholesale client of a Target in a in an Ikea and a Crate and Barrel and like these pottery barn, these larger entities and what are they looking for? And so started to understand even the customers they buy from and their practices. And then again, looking outside of that, um, I love like you're saying, looking at musicians or other people. I love looking at authors and speaker platforms of how are they bringing people in? So again, learning from them of how to storytell correctly as well has been really important. Um, I just believe to our brand of Amani Collective and then also just upholding our values as we continue to push out that story. But um, community is, is everything to me. So I always jump into opportunities that I have. And even if I don't, if I can't keep up with all the pieces or the practical steps that I know I'll catch up on, like I'm always there to like be in those conversations and to network and to grow from each other. Cause I think when we get to hear our, that heartbeat and those experiences from one another, we realize we're not alone and that we have, have each other. And that's, what's encouraging. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's so true. Um, 
for the other leaders that are out there, the the people that are listening to our conversation right now that, you know, they're, they're like you, they're like me. They, they, they're, they feel confident in their abilities. They have a track record. They have proven credibility in their field. They are proud of the work that they've done. Um, they're happy with the work that they've done. They know that they want to scale to the next level, but there's something that's just kind of in their way when it comes to the impact piece, when it comes to, to really like raising their hand and saying, okay, I'm now ready to take this to the next step. I'm ready for that exposure. I'm ready to speak on stages, even though that can be terrifying for some people. I'm ready to write that book that I've been dreaming about. I'm ready to, you know, share my story and my message on podcasts. I'm ready to serve at a greater capacity. Um, but they're keeping themselves from doing that. What would be your advice or your encouragement for them? Yeah, I think it's to just start. Also ask yourself, like, what's holding you back? I think there's some subconscious of like, like you're saying, there's fears in there of um, just, and that I don't think we all understand at first. We don't understand what we're fearing, but my book title is actually called Let It Be Wild. And I, it's, and I say stepping into the unknown and finding, finding myself at home. And I think it's that, that's walking into those situations. Um, I call it living a fearless life, not meaning that you're not afraid, but it's just like facing those fears and walking through them, knowing that you have to confront them. You have to take steps, you know, towards them. And I think it's, it's understanding what is holding you back because there are those points of growth and scale that in moments that we have to prioritize different things and that there are going to be times we have to sacrifice certain, certain stuff, right? Whether that's time with our family at this season or whether another opportunity. So I think we have to really ask the hard questions so we can make those harder decisions. We have to understand, um, why am I feeling this way? And I don't think, I think as entrepreneurs we are constantly moving and we're not giving us ourselves the chance to actually, like I said, reflect and ask those hard questions so that we can make a clear strategy moving forward. And so I would encourage people to sit down. I always tell my students at the school, um, that to put like a block of deep work, um, in schedules because, people have so much access to my calendar. Oh my goodness. Like can schedule, schedule, schedule. So I'm like, I always block out at least once a month or even once a quarter, like, like four hour block of just deep work. And then a couple days before I will name to what I'm going to step into that deep work and work on. Because I think if we wake up that day and we go into the deep work session, we have no idea what we're working on, then we'll just wander and not have clear strategy there as well. But I think when we can spend time in our, on ourselves, reflect and actually ask those harder questions, then that's going to, you know, that's going to push us forward. Um, but we got to give ourselves time and we got to slow down a bit. And I think that sometimes can be really hard as we're just constantly, um, trying to push forward to that next goal, trying to lead teams, trying to grow. And so we have to, we have to make that time for reflection. Ah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Jenny, for just coming on and just, you're incredible sharing your story, sharing all about what you do and the impact that you make on so many lives on a global scale. I mean, global impact, which is what we are here to do. I know it's what I'm here to do. I know it's what you're here to do. And I think it's what a lot of people that follow me are really here to do. Um, you know, when I say we're here to change lives, I don't, I'm not just saying that cause it's a cute phrase. Like <laughs> we are literally here to change lives. And so thank you so much for just being an example of what's possible 
with impact and awareness and service and change. And I want to know, I want to know what influence means to you before we pop off. Mm. Julie, pulling the hard questions. Um, yeah, to me, influence is, to me, it's a lot about your legacy. Like, how are you waking up in the morning? Like, what do you want people to remember you up for? And to me, that's, I always talk about what's your ripple effect. Like, because there's so many things that we, we do every day that we don't realize people are looking or watching or learning from. And so influence to me is going out into the world and creating a positive impact that's sustainable. Um, I think when I talk about impact, I tell a lot of people that impact in my mind is always positive, but impact is actually can be a negative or positive thing. So how are we looking at impact? How are we making sure that our influence on that impact is always positive and is always leveraging good in this world? And yeah, what do you want your legacy to be in that ripple effect? And so that's, to me, that's what influence is. It's really understanding who you are and your core values. So you can shine that out every day. Um, and people can really relate to that. Oh, that's so good. And we did, we had Mallory on Instagram say impact is made with purpose, which I agree hundred percent. I mean, it's impact is completely rooted in your purpose and your mission and why it is, why you do what it is that you do every day. Um, and so for those listening, if you, if you feel a calling to be a part of a community, to be a part of service, to be a part of a greater level of the leadership that you have already created and want to be supported and around amazing women like Jenny, we would love for you to check out shine. You can go to juliesolomonnet slash shine to see what we're all about and to apply, um, and, and learn more about it and the amazing work that we do in there. And it's not just about the work, but the amazing leaders that we call in. And I think that that is, um, one of my amazing gifts and superpowers is my ability just to connect these really incredible, powerful, magnetic, amazing women that I get to learn from, that I get to be inspired by, and most importantly, just support one another. And they take each other's leaderships and expertises and impact the next level. So thank you so much, Jenny, for being a part of our incredible community, for being an example of what's possible. Um, we had so many people on Instagram, um, give us great love. I haven't checked Facebook, but I'm sure, I'm sure everyone's loving you there. And I so appreciate you and Jenny, please leave your Instagram handle. If anyone wants to stalk you after this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you can find us at Imani Collective, I-M-A-N-I Collective or Jenny Nuccio, N-U-C-C-I-O. Those two will get you everything you want to know about what we're up to. Um, and then School of Ethical Impacts. If you are a social entrepreneur, you can hop on over there. We have a lot of cool webinars and schools going on and students there as well. So another community to be a part of. Awesome. Thank you. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.